We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Hello, my friend. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Positively Real Podcast. It's your coach and host, speaking. What's happening, my friend? How are you? Really, how are you? Are you doing okay? I know. There's a lot going on in the world, and it feels heavy at times. But then it's also where you put your focus is what you're going to feel more of. And it's important to acknowledge where you feel heavy, but it's also important to acknowledge where you feel light and one can't exist without the other. And it's just beyond important and essential that we acknowledge both. Cause if you get stuck in one area too long, that's what creates wear and tear in the body. So I wanted to share a topic today that I've been studying and I find so fascinating and I want to share it with you. I am always investing back in myself and my business and my brain. Any money that I make in my business truly just goes back into it because I want to continue to learn and grow so I can be the best and show up for you, my clients and my community. And I'm evolving so much. And right now it feels like at a very fast pace. It's almost like I've hit this stride and it's like growth, 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 growth. And it's very uncomfortable, but I have the capacity to handle it now. I didn't used to have the capacity to handle this growth, but now I do. And that feels really uncomfortable because that's what having a big capacity is. It's your ability to hold discomfort. But one thing that I've been learning, I invested in a nervous system resilience course for coaches from Leah Davidson, and it's been incredible and mind blowing. And it's for the first time in my life, the concepts that I'm learning, I actually understand it in my body. And maybe you relate to this, but you can hear things and it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense in your body. And there's this disconnect. And for me, that was because I was dysregulated. I was hearing things, learning things from a dysregulated state. So of course it could make sense, but I wasn't hundred percent in line, my mind and body. So it was hard for me to embody the lessons that I was learning. So one of the things that I've learned recently is that there's a big difference between emotional regulation and emotional processing. And this is so fascinating. Cause I, I think we kind of clump it together. Like, Oh, you got to regulate your, your remote, your nervous system. We got to regulate your emotions. And we think that that means processing, but processing actually comes after you regulate. They're very closely related, but they're very distinct processes. And both are very important for your mental and emotional well-being and the overall functioning of your body, but they serve a different role in your emotional intelligence and self-awareness. So first let's talk about what emotional regulation is. Emotional regulation refers to the conscious or unconscious ways that we manage or alter our emotional landscape to our inner world. And now the purpose of emotional regulation is usually immediate or being able to orient towards coping with a certain situation in an appropriate and effective manner. So usually this is like instant. We want to be able to regulate in the moment. Like that's, that's the goal of emotional regulation and the techniques that we use can include deep breathing, orienting with your space, um, getting, um, doing a body scan, um, doing different breath patterns, like different than deep breathing, like doing, um, 
physiological size, like where you inhale for two and then release a loud ah, exhale, um, moving your body around, doing a ragdoll yoga. There's different yoga poses that help you regulate. So there are various techniques that help you regulate. But I find that for me, the most impactful is orienting and deep breathing. And then within the time frame of emotional regulation, it's usually short-term and it's within a specific situation. So something triggers you in your environment and you might not even be consciously aware of what the trigger is, but the way that your body metabolizes it determines if you stay regulated or become dysregulated. Now the outcome of regulating your emotions, once you regulate and you get your body back into balance, you can think more clearly, you make better decisions and you engage in your environment more effectively with others. And that's because when you go into a state of fight or flight, your higher brain goes offline, which we call the CEO, your lower brain, the monkey brain, the amygdala hijacks, and it just takes over. So once you calm the trigger, you get back into your body, CEO comes back online, you have access to higher thoughts. Now, an example of this is if you feel anxious before giving a presentation or before speaking um, in front of people, you might do some deep breathing exercises to get you into your body, which will then turn on your brain. That will remind yourself of past situations where you had given successful presentations before. This will help you bring your nervous system back into balance. So that's emotional regulation. And then there's emotional processing. So emotional processing is the process that involves examining, understanding, and making sense of your emotions. This is more introspective than emotional reg regulation. Now, the goal of emotional processing is to gain insight into your emotional experience. And this allows you to have personal growth and long-term emotional well-being. Now, the techniques that you would use for emotional processing would be journaling, you could go to therapy, meditation, or using introspection to explore the roots of your emotional experience. Now you cannot do this until you're in a regulated state. If you try to process your emotions from dysregulation, you're going to end up spinning out because it doesn't feel safe to go there. So the outcome of processing your emotions come from a deeper understanding of yourself which will lead to a more adaptable emotional response in the future. Like you, it's not about not being triggered. It's about having a different response as you grow. Now, going back to the presentation example, if you're constantly or consistently anxious before a presentation, you might either talk to a therapist, talk to a coach, or do some deep introspection to help you understand why this specific activity, which is a neutral activity, giving a presentation triggers this response. So it's important to know that these two processes, they often overlap and they are definitely complementary. and effective emotional regulation can provide the mental space required to deeply process your emotions. That's the key. And then processing your emotions can lead to a more effective emotional regulation strategies. So the reason why I wanted to share this is and I'll give an example. One of my goals to understanding the nervous system and one of my other goals of going into somatic therapy and really healing past traumas that are stored in my body is to do better for my daughter. I did not grow up in an environment where I learned how to emotionally regulate. And 
you might not have as well. This is not about blaming our caregivers, but we don't know how to self-regulate in the first 10 years of our life. We learn as we grow, but we look to our caregivers to teach us how to regulate. We co-regulate with them. But if you are dysregulated, you cannot regulate with another person. It's just impossible. So I never learned this. I learned, I lived in an environment that was reactive. There was a lot of avoidance. And again, I'm not blaming my environment. This is just what it was. I'm sure my mom broke cycles that were handed down from generations before. And now I'm taking on the next level of healing. And this is a part of it. So I'm learning how to become an emotionally mature adult. I'm learning how to respond versus react and becoming a parent is very triggering. Like, whoa. And at the beginning it was triggering, but now having a toddler, it's a whole different ball game. So long story short, and the other day I was walking with my daughter and she's learning how to listen. She's also learning how amazing it is to have her body take her from different places and explore the world. But we were walking in the street. I was listening to something, not really listening, which is kind of the background. And she didn't want to be in her bike. She wanted to walk. I had my dog and she wasn't listening to me. She kept trying to walk into the street. And my window of tolerance was already really small. I didn't have my morning routine. I didn't work out. I didn't have space for myself. I was solo parenting. So it was just very small. So I could already tell I woke up a little bit off and ir- like irritable, irritated. And when she wasn't listening, I could feel it inside of me. It was like coming up, it was coming up. And I was trying to regulate in the moment, but it was too late. It was, I was already triggered. And the trigger release, I got so angry. I yelled at her, I grabbed her and it scared her, it scared me too, honestly. And I was shaking. So we got home and I worked through the initial response, the initial trigger enough to the place where I knew what to do with her, which is repair. You know, we're constantly living in a state of disconnect, connection, disconnect, connection. And it's in that disconnect where you really can resolve by repairing right away. And so that's what I did. I apologized. I told her that I was reacting to my emotions. I explained that it was my job to keep her safe. I also validated that I had sound going on. So I wasn't hundred percent present with her. And next time I'm going to do better. I'm not going to listen to a podcast while walking with her. I'm going to give her my undivided attention. And I was able to access that all that information because my CEO came back online and I was able to have higher thinking. And it was really important that I did that or else I would have just pushed it away or shoved it away. So after I got myself into a regulated state, I did some sacred rage. I got the emotion out. I understood that I was reacting from fear. I understood why I validated it. But then after all of that, shame came to the party. Oh my God, so much shame. But because I was in a regulated state, I was able to sit with the shame. I was able to explore it. And then I was able to talk through it because I went to therapy that day. And I had the space. I was able to witness the shame stuff that I would have never touched before doing this work, or even have been able to know that it was there. Cause I would have just stayed in a dysregulated state. I wouldn't have been able to get back into balance. And this is so important that we're doing this a hundred times a day. Emotional regulation is not a one-time event. You have to be constantly doing it, checking in with how your body feels, understanding your biology of what's going on in your body. Your body physiology comes first, then psychology, then you're able to turn on your higher thinking because I was aware, I knew what was going on in my body. That reaction came, then I did the repair, then I processed the emotions. 
And by doing that, it was done. I was able to have the experience. I learned from it. I was able to debrief and be like, Hey, this is what worked for me. This is what didn't work. This is what I'm going to do different next time. Since that moment, I feel so much more in control. And I know that it's not about being perfect, not being a perfect parent or perfect partner, but it's about being able to demonstrate that I have the capacity to regulate my emotions and sit and process the difficult emotions that come up. And that's so powerful. And I just, I want you to know that you have the power to do that as well. You have the power to do that as well. And I am on a mission to teach as many people this as possible, because if we can learn how to regulate in this dysregulated world, it's going to change, going to change in our life. It's going to change our communities. It's going to make such an impact. And I think that it's such an important skill that we did not learn. We did not learn this skill and we're going to learn it now. So one of the first things when it comes to emotional regulation is first making sure that you are safe. And that's just asking yourself, am I empirically safe? Is my environment safe? So I've done a podcast episode about this before, but all you have to do is sit and look in your environment and say, yes, I'm safe. Now for me being in the street, being outside, I was not safe. So I was triggered by that and being able to get yourself into a space where yes, around you is safe. Then once you make that connection of you being safe, then you drop into your body. What are the physical sensations? What are the bodily sensations happening in your body? Then you want to get into a place where you can get relaxed, which is exactly what I did. I did an exercise. I did breathing. I got myself into a relaxed state. I got emotionally regulated. I did the repair and then I did the processing. So I'll be doing more episodes about this. I want to be sharing this with you. And this is what I'm working on with my clients right now. I'm teaching them how to respond to life versus react. Now I reacted to life, but I learned from it and that's the key. And I demonstrated to my little human, what it means to be a perfectly imperfect human learning as she goes learning in real time, but then also like being able to bring that connection back with repair. And it's just so potent and it's so powerful. So I wanted to share that with you as a really good lesson that I learned. And I'm going to continue to share this with you. And, you know, even if you don't have a kid, this can resonate in all areas of your life. Noticing when you have a window of tolerance, that's really small and noticing when you feel irritated, when you feel frustrated, those are all indicators that your body saying, Hey, I'm falling out of regulation. Let's get back into regulation. Am I safe? What's going on in my body? How can I relax my body? Because the truth is if you can keep your body relaxed, you will stay regulated easier said than done. So focusing daily, multiple times a day, keeping your body relaxed is key. And then from there, that's the foundation. That's the foundation of resilience. That's the foundation of all else. So that's what I have for you today. If you have any questions, please reach out. Please let me know if you're interested in working together in 2024, join the interest wait list, because I really would love to teach you this. I want to teach you this because again, if we can get more people regulating their nervous systems, regulating their emotions, this world will be a much different place. So starts with us. All right, my friend, until next time, remember to love yourself, own your happiness and let your light shine because you're so worthy of it until next time.